Welcome to the Ark Church Podcast. On here, you'll find all of our Sunday and Wednesday messages, as well as classes and special services. If you would like more information about the Ark Church, visit us at thearkchurch.com or download our app available to all app stores. Our heart for you is that you would live for God, grow stronger, and make a difference. Enjoy. Father, thank you for this time. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your anointing. We thank you for the Holy Spirit, who is the teacher. And Lord, we just thank you tonight that we came expecting something good from you. And so, Father, for that, we're grateful, we're thankful. And Father, we look forward. Our hearts are open. Our minds are receptive. We don't believe we'll ever be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. My pastor used to say that all the time. He used to have us hold up our Bibles and say, I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name. That's back before we could put scriptures on the, on the screen. Everyone brought a Bible. Ephesians 6.10. If you still bring a Bible, that's all right. That's good. When I first went to Lakewood, man, they were going, the pastor would say, go to Ephesians. And I'd look at the table of contents. And then by the time I got to Ephesians, he was already in, in somewhere else. Charlie, remember that? And it's like, man. I, and, you know, I'd go to the book of Job. <laughs> read some Pislums. Hey, how many know we're all learning? <laughs> Every day. Ephesians 16. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Now, I, I want to talk a little bit about that. If you're reading devotionals today, we read something along the lines and so on. I'll talk a little bit about, I'm calling this message, Dress for Success. There was a book written years ago about dress for success. This is different. This is spiritual dress for success. And I want to talk about spiritual armor. When Paul was writing the book of Ephesians, he said, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So we talked a little bit about that. What does it look like to be strong in the Lord? And I want to talk about the armor of God because that's not an area that we talked about much anymore. A number of years ago when I first came to the Lord, it's been a while, so I can, I can say that now, it's been a while. I can remember that we did a whole lot of, of talking about the armor of God. And there was a lot of talk about our enemy Satan and you had to stand against him. And I've noticed over the years, myself included, we've kind of gotten away from that and we don't talk much about the fact that there is spiritual conflict and that we have to be prepared for it. And, uh, I, but man, I remember back in the 80s when, when Matt was a little guy, we bought him some plastic armor of God. He had, he had, a, he had a, a helmet and he had a, a breastplate and a shield and uh, we had to take the sword of the spirit away from him because <laughs> he kept beating his sister with it and, and so, but man, he was all armored up. This, this was back when, when Halloween, he's like, why did y'all dress this that way? You no, know, for Halloween, we weren't going to do anything weird. So that he was like Joseph forever. Had, we had, I had a bathrobe that was multicolored and so... He's like, man, Dad, that is so uncool. I said, just shut up and get the candy. So we, uh, <laughs> but we did a lot of that armor. We did a lot of the armor of God, and you heard a lot about that. And, I, and I've realized that lately, I think what's happened is oftentimes it's so easy because we don't live in a world that validates anything spiritual. We forget that we're in a, a conflict. And if you read our devotion for today in, in Peter, Peter said, be sober, be vigilant. In fact, I did a devotional. Sober means self-controlled. Vigilant means watchful. 
He said, for your adversary, the devil walks about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour, whom resists steadfast in the faith. But we've gotten away from that. And we've gotten away. And you got some people who don't even believe there is a devil, which is one of the enemy's greatest tricks. And so we, we're, I, don't, I don't think it's easy to slip into. We forget we're in a, a spiritual conflict. So let's read a little bit of what Paul is writing. So you got Peter saying this. You, now you've got Paul writing in Ephesians 6, 11 through 13. So he says, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. And then he says this, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles, that means the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand, stand. We are, we're living in an environment where it says we have to put on the armor of God. So that's something we put on. Now, it's obviously we're not talking about physical armor, but it's talking about spiritual truths that we have to grasp. And those spiritual truths is something that can protect us in the environment that we're living in because we do have an adversary. Now, we like to think we're educated people. We're smart. We know stuff. We are smart. We know stuff, but we don't know everything. And what we don't know, what we can't realize is, is that technology doesn't mean that spiritual things have changed. It doesn't mean that people's nature has changed. I mean, we read the Bible, you know, people hurt 2,000 years ago, they hurt now. They had mental anguish 2,000 years ago, they have mental anguish now. We like to think we've progressed so much, we're taking more medications, we're, we're seeing more, there's more mental anguish now in America than there ever has been. They're wanting to test every individual under the age of 65. This is a government study. They want to test everyone for anxiety. And so, which I don't think is a great idea because they're going to tell you you're anxious. Okay. But I don't, I don't even want that seed planted in me. I don't know about you. Do you ever, do you ever do any of the DNA things? And they send you stuff that's like, give us all your genetic background so we can tell you all the goofed up stuff in your family. I don't read that stuff either. I don't need anybody planting seeds in me that says 14 of my ancestors died of this. I'm not dying of anything. I changed families when I made Jesus my Lord. I got redeemed from that stuff. And I, I ain't got time for it. Ain't nobody got time for that. And so I'm, I'm just backing out of that stuff. But it says we got to put on God's armor. And then he mentions it twice, put on the whole armor of God. And so the idea is that we're in a spiritual conflict. We're in a hot zone. Our challenge is we can't see our enemy. And uh, this is why he said, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. <laughs> we got to get this, guys. We keep getting angry at people and at governments and at people in government. And we're lashing out and we're not realizing that there are spiritual forces working behind the scenes and we're mad at the people and we're, we're lashing out at them. That's not solving the problem. That's good. And it's not going to solve the problem. You can get as mad as you want. That's not going to solve anything. But what it does is we're, we're, we got our eye off the ball. We're, we got the wrong enemy. You say, well, Alan, I can't see all these principalities and powers and things. You're right. And it's nothing that says we're to be afraid of it. But that's why Paul goes into that and says, you've got to put on the armor of God. And so with the armor of God, he said that you're able to stand against the wiles of the enemy. 
It didn't say that you could run or you had to be afraid or terrified. There's nothing in there that says we have to be terrified of our enemy. Jesus has already defeated him. We're the ones that stand in his Jesus' victory, but we have to withstand because he's still trying to deceive and there's still wiles there. There's still, he still has schemes that work. And so I want to talk about a little bit of those. And so let's, let's jump into that as we talk about the armor of God. And the first thing that he goes into is Ephesians 6, 14. He said, stand therefore having girded your waist with truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness. So let's talk about that, uh, truth. That's right where he starts. Now, I know a lot of times people get caught up in the, in the armor and you got to have the belt on. I mean, we used to get up in the morning sometimes. We, anybody remember that? Put on, the arm, put on the belt of truth and we put on the breastplate. I mean, it, it's invisible, but we're putting on the breastplate. If we're doing all these things, I, I don't think that's so bad, but it's, it's really what we need is a greater understanding of truth because we're living in a day where there's a lot of deception. Uh, Peter, right here in... Uh, Timothy, I'm sorry. He said, now the Spirit expressly says that in the latter times, that, that's where we're living, some will depart from the faith, giving heed or listening to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. Now, that's, no one likes to talk about that, but we do not exist in a spiritually neutral environment. There is no spiritual Switzerland. We're in an environment that, that has deception there. A lot of the things that are bothering us as Christians right now, we need to see beyond what this, they're, they're, they're pushing stuff now that 20 years ago, we wouldn't have believed that they would be bringing up. And you go, you're gonna go into it, Alan? No, I'm not gonna go into it. You're smart enough to figure it out, but a lot of it is pure deception. A, a lot, and no one wants to talk about it. Big word right now among, among the younger people, and I, I talked to some of our younger staff members, is deconstructing your faith. This is what Timothy just said. It's departing from the faith, but you're listening to the wrong thing. It said that's, that's deceiving spirits. There are spirits, and they're trying to pull you away from your faith. It's a deception. Our, um, our college campuses are filled with they say right now that they've done stats that says that right now, if you take a young person that grew up in church, he's, he's got a 75% chance of abandoning his faith by the time he graduates from college. That's a high number. And we have to understand that there's a high level of deception. You say, well, oh my, so we don't, we don't ever go to college? We don't ever get any higher education? That's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is we, we better go in armed up. And our young people need to be armed up. And they need to know at least why, what they believe and why they believe it. But it said we have to start with truth. We have an answer for deception. That's the truth of God's word. John 17, verses 16 and 17. Jesus was, was praying. He said, Father, they are not of the world just as I am not of the world. Sanctify or separate them by your truth. Your word is truth. God's word is truth. And this is, and if, if we're going to stand against the deception, the idea is not railing at the people who were deceived and it's not getting angry at the deception. It's bringing truth and having truth in your own life that so you can recognize deception when it comes and you don't go there. There's a lot of deception that says you got, years ago, if you were an atheist, you didn't say much about it. 20, 30 years ago, if you were an atheist, you kind of kept it to yourself. Now they've gotten very bold. 
And so now you hear them talk and they're always very bold and, and very talking. My question is, where are those guys whenever there's a disaster? Because we're not, we're not beating the atheists down to Florida to help bail these people out after a hurricane. It's always the believers on the, on the front end of that. But the idea is they've gotten very bold with it and the whole deception is there is no God. And listen, if, if you, you don't ever pick up your Bible, you don't, you don't ever go to church, you don't ever do that, you can get to the place where you listen to that stuff. This is why the Bible said, take up the whole armor of God. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the thoughts of the enemy. When I got saved, the first time I remember getting saved, um, and I backslid, and then I came back to the Lord at 22, and I came back to the Lord, and I jumped in my Bible immediately. I, I got in, I began to listen. I was hungry for God's word. I, I, I began, I was at Lakewood Church. This is where John Osteen was the pastor. I'm there on Sunday mornings. I'm there on Sunday night. I'm there on Wednesday night. That, the doors were open. I was there, and I was hungry, and I was hearing God's word. Well, I, I did something, and I, I missed it and made a mistake, and the enemy just said, see, you're really not saved. Now, what happens a lot of times is when people hear that, they're really not saved. Unless you have truth, it'll back you right off your faith. How many people do you know that start off great and something happened to them, and now they think they're not saved or they never were saved? But as soon as I heard that, thank God for the, for the training I'd gotten, and thank God I was raised in the Baptist church. And one thing about the Baptist church, they will teach you salvation. And I knew that I was saved. I was, I was saved and I wasn't going to be unsaved. And so when that thought came, I thought, that is not, that's not the Lord. I'm saved. You make Jesus your Lord and you miss it, that's called sinning. You haven't gotten unsaved. You've just broken fellowship with the Lord. All you need to do is come back and say, Lord, I am so sorry I missed it. He is faithful and just to forgive you and to cleanse you of all unrighteousness. And you are right back where you started again. And you don't have to do penance. And you don't have to go over. You don't have to do all that stuff. But you, have, but you got to know truth. How many of you have ever done this? Ever just been riding like on a bridge or something in a talk, and the thought comes, drive off the bridge. Just look straight ahead. You don't have to, you don't have to admit you're crazy. Just look straight ahead. I think all of us have had crazy thoughts like that. We're like, man, that's, that's, a, how many of you know, you got to, obviously you're here, you've resisted those thoughts. <laughs> right? We don't, we don't yield to that thought. We know that's a crazy thought. And so you don't, you don't yield to, to crazy thoughts. You go, that, that's ridiculous. Or you see money on the counter and you can go, you could steal that money. I'm like, what? That's not the Lord. That's not the Lord gifting you money. That's just like, and so you know that so you don't do it. Well, we have to be able to resist just as strongly when something comes and go, God's not real. He doesn't care about you. And you better say, no, no, no. He that comes to God must believe that he is, and he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him, and I am diligently seeking him. He's a rewarder of me, and besides, if he didn't spare his own son but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give me all things? And if God is for me, who can be against me? You see, you've got to have truth to combat lies. Well, you just, I, you know, I just, I don't, Alan, I just don't feel like God hears my prayers. You have to learn to get beyond your feelings. Well, this is my truth. Oh, please. My truth usually is a strong personal opinion that you don't want any flack about. And so your might be your personal experience, but it's not your truth. 
truth, Jesus said, your word is truth. Well, Alan, there is no absolute truth. I believe there is. And I choose to believe that the scriptures are absolutely true. And I'm basing my eternity on them. And if I'm basing my eternity on them, I can base my life now on them. And so I, I believe that you are. Well, you're old-fashioned. Yes, I am. And saved and happy. And so I have no problem with that. Say, so, well, I don't, I don't, you know, my truth is I don't believe the scriptures. Well, it's going to be hard for you to stand. You're going to have a difficult time. Strong in the Lord means you're strong in his truth. God's truth produces freedom. Lies produce bondage. Remember, we hadn't gotten away from truth. John 8, 31 and 32. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, if you abide in my word, you're my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you what? Free. free. If there's a truth that can make us free, there's a lie that can bring us into bondage. And so what we have to begin to do is you have to be able to discern. That's why he said you have to put on truth. You have, to, you have to make truth a part of your life because we're living in a world that's constantly bombarding us. You know one of the ones that, that, that when I, I talk about, I don't have too many people that come up and confess this, but I have people that talk about their past. And they talk about their past and you'll hear them say things like, I'm paying for the sins of my past. Or... I've heard people, God is punishing me for what I did in the past. If you buy that, then you're not expecting goodness and mercy to follow you. You're expecting something negative to follow you. You say, well, you know, Alan, you, you don't know how I lived in the past. I may not, but I do believe this, that the blood of Jesus is able to cleanse us from all sin. And if we can, you say, well, I've, I've sinned since I've been a Christian. <laughs> Who hasn't? So if we confess our sins, 1 John 1, 9, he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Jeremiah said in the book, he talked about the covenant, talked about the day we're living in the book of Jeremiah 31. He said, I'll make a new covenant with them. I'll put my laws in their heart and in their minds and their iniquities and sins. I'll remember no more. So God's not, listen, God's not keeping a permanent record on you. In high school, they warned me. They said, that's, that's going in your personal record. And uh, so somewhere in North Carolina, there's a file. <laughs> it's got my permanent record in there. But they used, to, they used to threaten us with that, going on your permanent record. So, but aren't you glad that when you go to the Lord yeah. and you go, Lord, boy, I did all this back before I was saved and I, I, I did all this before I was saved. And he looks in your permanent record and goes, I got no record of that. And Lord, well, Lord, you know I missed it a few years ago, and, and I did this, and man, I really missed it bad. And he's looking at that and goes, I got no record of that. Well, Lord, I know you remember when I, when just last week when I said something I shouldn't have said. Man, I just blew up and said all kinds of things, and I repented. But I know you remember that, Lord. And he said, I don't remember. He chooses not to remember it because when your file gets opened, it's blood covered, and there's nothing there they can see. So, so the truth is we're not paying for our past. We've been forgiven. And because we've been forgiven, we're not expecting something negative. That's not, that's not what holds us. You have to know truth. This is why I, I, I say, why do you go through so many scriptures? Because the scriptures give us truth. And it's truth that makes us free.
Let me, let me close. How do, you, how do you get more truth in you? I saw this the other day and I thought this was so good. Paul, when he was in Thessalonica, he got, pretty much got kicked out of Thessalonica. And he went down to a, a place called Berea. And I want to show you four, four quick things that they did in Berea. In verse, Acts 17, verses 10 through 12, look at this. Then the brethren immediately sent Paul and Silas away by night to Berea. And when they arrived, they went to the synagogue of the Jews. These were more fair-minded. A word for, for, actually for fair-minded is noble. Than those in Thessalonica, in that they received the word with all readiness and searched the scriptures daily to find out whether these things were so. Therefore, many of them believed, and also not a few of the Greeks, prominent women as well as men. Let me give you four things that will help you get more truth into you, become stronger in truth. If you're going to become strong in the Lord, you're going to have to be strong in His Word, and you're going to have to be strong in truth. You're not going to be strong in the Lord without being strong in truth. It's not a feeling. It's not a personality. It's, it's strong in truth. It starts right there. And so you've got to know the truth. You have to know the truth about what Jesus says about you. You have to know the truth about what he's done. You have to know the truth about he's defeated your enemy. You have to know the truth about the redemption that we have in Christ. We have to know the truth about the forgiveness that we have and the fact that we're joint heirs with Jesus Christ and the fact that we're God's children and he has no favorites. You've got to know the truth about that. And when you know the truth about that, when the enemy's lies come, you're able to push them away. But the truth won't just drop on you. I like what these, these, these guys did in Berea. It said they were noble. We could call them today, they were classy. That's a classy group. They were open-minded. They wanted to hear Paul's message. And the Bible said they received it with eagerness. You have to, sometimes, <laughs> I know some of you have been coming to church a long time. Some of you have been listening to me a long time. And bless your heart. <laughs> I'm glad. But you know, sometimes you just got to stir yourself up. To come in and go, hey, I've probably heard some of this before, but I could, I could stand to hear it again. And I know if I do hear it again, it will help me because I don't know anything like I ought to know it. And I believe God can talk to me and give me something that will help me. And so you've got to stir yourself up a little bit till you, so you don't get kind of bored with God's Word. So we just don't get kind of, oh yeah, do you like that one? Yeah, I like that better than last week. I, I, it's, it's, it's good. It, it was good. What's, what's the score? Don't, don't hush. Don't. <laughs> Open-minded. You, you want to hear what God's saying. They, they received it. They received the message eagerly. If you've lost some of your excitement for God's word, get it back. Tell yourself, I love God's word. God's word helps me. It strengthens me. It's life to me. And then he said, and they searched the scriptures daily to see whether these things were so. You hear something and it sounds like, I don't know about that. Don't just buy it. Don't just Google it. Go to the scriptures. Search the scriptures. What do the scriptures say? Can you find anything that backs that up? If it sounds weird, Say, oh, Lord, what about that? You know, if you'll just ask the Lord, you'll be surprised at how he'll lead you in scriptures and open up scriptures that'll help you. Lord, they're saying this about my child. What do you say? And you can begin to find something different. So they searched the scriptures. So they, they were open-minded for God's message. They received it eagerly. They're excited about it. They searched the scriptures daily. So they were checking Paul out. They were checking out to see what he was saying. I always tell people, you're welcome to check out what I say. If, man, if I'm wrong, come tell me, but don't just write me your opinion. Give me some scripture. Yeah. I bet most of the people who write me trying to 
to, to blast me. No one gives me scripture. They give me their opinion. I'll take scripture. Amen. Don't get mad. That's right. Get scripture. Come on. Search the scriptures daily. He said, therefore, many of them believed. That'll work for, it worked for them, it'll work for us. We want to hear what God's saying. We're eager to receive his word. We search the scriptures to, to, to back it up. And therefore, many believe. You do that, you make that just part of a daily habit, I promise you, you're going to be strong in truth. And let's don't ever forget, guys, we spent 10 weeks talking about we've got the spirit of truth on the inside of us. And he can warn us, he can lead us. Have you ever, just, have you ever heard something and you thought, ah, I don't know about that. And something on the inside of you goes, mm-mm, mm-mm. Just, you, can, you can pass on that. We've got help. We're not, we're not here to help. We're not blindly walking through life. We've got the word of truth. We've got the spirit of truth. We've got a defeated enemy. We've got the armor of God. So, what, so don't be afraid. Whatever the enemy can bring against you, you've got armor that can combat that. You are not dressed to be beat down. You're dressed to win. And we're, we can dress for success. If we're going to be strong in the Lord, though, we'll have to take that seriously. We just can't wander around like, I'm just living in spiritual nirvana. It doesn't exist until we get to heaven. When we get to heaven, no demonic forces there. We won't have to worry, won't have to worry about any of that. It'll be wonderful. But we're not there yet. So we might as well just gear up, armor up, cowboy up. We got to get ready. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this time. We appreciate it and your goodness to us. Thank you, Father, for your armor that enables us to withstand anything the enemy sends our way. Thank you, Father, for your truth and the spirit of truth that lives big on the inside of us. Thank you. We are not ignorant and we're not unaware. We're alert. We thank you. The enemy may, may walk about as a roaring lion, but he may not devour us because we stand with you. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. If you came this evening and said, Alan, I don't have a relationship with the Lord, and I know it, and the Lord knows it. Or you say, I, I had a relationship with the Lord and I've gotten away from him and I, I don't want to live there. I want to come back. So we're going to say a prayer. If you're watching online, if you're by yourself, you can say this prayer with us. If you're with others, you can pray it quietly. If you're here though, and I'm, I'm going to ask you this, if you're here and you say, Alan, that's me, would you, man, I, I, want to, I want to be sure that I'm right with the Lord or I want to come back. Would you pray for me? Quickly slip your hand up just across the auditorium. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, way in the back. Gotcha. Thank you. Thanks. 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 Great. Wonderful. You can put your hands down. If you didn't lift your hand, you really wanted to, you can pray this prayer with us. It's a, it's a powerful prayer. We're going to pray it with you. You can pray with us online. Say, Dear God, I know mankind needs a Savior. I know I can't save myself. Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. And God raised you from the dead. Right now, I confess you as my Lord, as my Savior, as the one who forgives me and restores me. Thank you, Jesus. My past is forgiven. I have a relationship with you. I'm a new creation in Christ because I've said yes to you. Father, thank you for those who prayed that prayer. And Father, thank you for those who stepped out of spiritual darkness into the light and for those who come back into the light, we rejoice with them. And Father, for the rest of us, thank you for the light that we do have. We can walk in it. Thank you.
but the Holy Spirit helps us. We're not alone. We're on the winning side because we're with you. Give you all the praise for that. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. and amen. Thank you for joining us. We hope this message has blessed you. Don't forget to check us out on all the social platforms. We're uploading encouraging content on a regular basis. For more information, go to thearcchurch.com. Have a great week.